Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Wednesday. Sing it, man. How lucky can one guy be? That's the old Dean Martin from Steubenville. Love him. Hey, uh, Wednesday we had Governor Josh Shapiro on. So here's a three-second clip that'll really set up our conversation. You don't like what I put forth? Then what's your plan? So here's the beauty of politics, and Larry knows this too. So the governor says, in essence, we got this $14 billion-something surplus. Says there will never be another tax increase while he's governor. Kim Ward comes on. She's a big shot. She's a Republican. Yesterday and says... We'll be broke, we'll blow through that, and we'll have to raise taxes. And then Josh Kale, who I who I love, um, is a Republican, and he says, the governor has no clothes. Josh, good morning. Good morning, Marty. How are you? What the hell does that mean? Because I love this, by the way. It, it, it means what the governor is selling isn't what he's delivering. You know, a year and a half ago, the governor campaigned and promised the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania that he was for tax cuts. He promised the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania that he wanted to get us out of the regional greenhouse gas initiative. He said now is not the time to be in it. He promised the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania meaningful permitting reform to make business more efficient. He promised the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania school choice. And in this budget, he cuts school choice. There are no tax cuts. There's actually two new taxes in it. There is no meaningful permitting reform. There's nothing that he promised in the campaign after a year, and in particular in this budget. But after a year of this governor, we've gotten none of it. It's the same old bloated left policies trying to bring California to Pennsylvania. Hold on, man. I I like the cliche talking points, but— I listen to the whole thing, and I'm pretty objective. I love the ideas about education, man. I just do. How can you say that's crap? Well, I, a lot of the things that he says about education are great. He was for lifeline scholarships. He was for getting kids in True. struggling schools an True. opportunity out of it. True. But he doesn't deliver on he it. He did not. He, he talks about different things. And, and even his economic growth plan that he talked about in Pittsburgh, where was it? In the budget, where were the proposals to, to actually make the Pennsylvania a business-friendly place? Uh, it, it's all talk and no action. What he actually does is add two new taxes within the budget. What he actually does is he cuts school choice initiatives across the Commonwealth within his budget. So it's one thing to get out there and talk about it and say you're for this and say you want permitting and reform and say – and say you want to give parents options, but then when you actually put forward the nuts and bolts 
within a budget proposal. None of it's in there. And actually, in a lot of cases, it does the exact opposite. And, and, and the guy has been doing this for some time. You know, last budget season. Hold on, man. Hold June, on. Hold on. We can't just let you right. talk for eight minutes. Um, <laughs> how is it that, and this is what the public gets sick of, and, and so do I. How is it that you go to a restaurant, politicians, and the waiter brings a plate of food, and the Republicans see steak, and the Democrats see lobster? How the hell does that happen in America? And this is a, a perfect example. Why does that happen? And don't you think people are frustrated with this? I, I, I totally agree. It's, it's, it's very frustrating. It's extraordinarily frustrating, the inauthenticity of what we're seeing from this governor, uh, in that he is out there championing ideas, really our ideas, from we've been advocating for the last decade or more, but then what he actually is doing, you find out that, that, that the things he's saying and, and what he's doing are two very, very different things. Look, this governor is excellent at uh, production. He is very good at, uh, you know, getting out there on TikTok and on Twitter and, and talking uh, to the media. But then when he actually comes down to the nuts and bolts of proposals, he can't deliver. And, and the frustrating part, Larry, the frustrating part that I see is that he's not even trying to deliver when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of, of what's happening. I mean, all he's got to do is look at the things he promised on the campaign trail. He, he talked about re- expediting the CNI tax cuts, the, the corporate net income tax cuts. On the campaign trail, that's something that he was supporting, has not advocated for it at all. On the campaign yeah, trail, on, he man, said— man, I yep. lay with this, these talking points, but back to my point, brother. I could bring on Jay Costa, and he would tell me he's that the governor's a hero. He's a god. Don't you think there's somewhere in the middle we can end up rather than you just saying this all sucks and him just saying this is all wonderful, right? Right? Well, and and he he could say that, but my question to Senator Costa, my my question to Governor Shapiro would be, where's the beef? Yeah, but this so you don't agree with him on one thing in this entire budget, not one. I there, there's yeah, there's no that there, there's there's some um, minor proposals uh, that that he did put forward that I think are important. Look, we do I think need to increase funding for education. Right. I think that's an important part of what he's of what he's advocating for. Um, I, I think that's something Republicans have been doing for the last decade is increasing education funding. But we need to do it in a meaningful way, in a way that's creative, not just uh, a padding to a a, a bloated status quo. And the governor promised that he would do that in the campaign. He promised that he would advocate for school choice. Yeah, but again, back to my point, which you don't seem to want to answer this. How is it that Kim says we're going to be broke and he says we don't need tax increases? Come on, man. That's just not cool. So it's nearly a $50 billion budget. When I first came into office, it was it was about $34, $35 billion. And that was only about five years ago. And the reason they can say what they're saying, and Kim is right, um, is because we have a, a savings right now. Uh, the money that he is adding to the budget is premised on on running the savings out for the next couple of years. Right. And, and eventually those savings are going to run dry. There's going to be a fiscal cliff. And then we're either going to have to cut the uh, spending or we're going to have to increase taxes. And it's, it's going to lead to a, a crisis situation if we don't get under control. The senator is correct when she says that. It's easy to 
to just start padding uh, line items now. And then once it runs out, it might be in a couple of years, but it's still ultimately going to run out. That's exactly what happened to Governor Corbett. And when he got accused of he got accused of cutting education funding, really what happened was money from the federal government ran out. Yep. And well, so there wasn't there there wasn't the money left, and and they had to make decisions, and it t- didn't turn out well. And that's where we're heading again. And it, look, I. I I'm sick of it as well. Yeah. Well, I'm what, sick of politics as usual. Well, Josh, what we do we do to... as citizens sitting back here going, and we hear, you know, diametrically Thank opposed you. ideas on Thank this? Thank you. When are we going to get results? Because we got to come up with some plan. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you guys, by the way, Republicans to... all sign off on these budgets, brother. Yeah. And there's and there's going to be uh, there's going to be a compromise process that goes forward. The Republicans are going to be involved in this. It's going to be compromised between the sides. I think what we have to do is, is, and just to take a step back, and this is not a problem just with this government. It's a problem with elected officials across the board. When we go out and promise something, we are making a promise to our constituents that we believe this, and they are premising their vote based upon that promise. We can't allow our elected officials to say one thing, say one thing, get into office, and completely ignore what they said. So what happens next, Josh? What's the next move here? The next move is, is we fight to make sure we have a responsible budget, which we will, and then we take the majority back November 5th, 2024, because that's how we'll really keep the governor accountable. Right now, we're a one-seat minority. We'll keep the governor accountable with getting the majority back because we'll put items on his desk that he campaigned on. We'll put the tax cuts on his desk. We'll put the permit reform on his desk. Nice. We'll put the school choice on his desk. And if he vetoes his own campaign promises, it's not going to look good heading into an election year. All right, man, before you go, before you go, I got to let you know this. Larry is wearing no clothes. <laughs> Josh. Josh. Naked Josh. Uh, it's it's no. probably how you feel some days in Harrisburg. Well, Larry, I, 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 you got a body for radio, buddy. Whoa. <laughs> how many kids you have now? 14 or what? Eight, eight. We're at eight still. Larry, eight eight's kids. Enough. God bless you. Yeah, I think eight's enough. JoshKell.com still has it at six, so you got to get your social media Whoa. people Is to it add. really? Yeah. Man. Well, you found two kids last night. Yeah. <laughs> Pennsylvania House of Representatives. It, it's been a process. Josh Kale. <laughs> You're the man, brother. the 15th Congressional Thank District. Thank you. We appreciate your time. Love them. Yep. Download the free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And it is uh, your audio gateway to great listening. Take us with you where you go. Get updates on news, weather, traffic, even high school sports on the Big K Morning Show. Larry Richard with Marty Griffin. Hey, hold on, Jen, real quick, because I got I to say something about her. Jen, my favorite salesperson, and if the others are listening, too bad. Um, <laughs> she gets it, man. I absolutely love this woman. And you know that, Larry, because she just gets it. Um, and I'll tell you what she did. What time did you get up today? Uh, 5.15. What What time did you go to get the donuts? About 6. 6. So, little background. We all love Patrick O'Connor. Without him, there is no Get Marty. He's actually a brilliant man. You work with him all the time. It's amazing, right? Yes. Oh, he's the brains behind Get Marty. I wouldn't say that. But... Oh, I would. Because <laughs> I got a pretty big brain. Anyway. And a big... Yes. <clears throat> well, I, have, I have pictures to prove that. Yes. Um Hold on, i got to read this, though, because I think it's important that people know this about Patrick O'Connor. His wife, 
had brain surgery yesterday. She was in there, Larry, for like 10 hours at least. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable stress. Unimaginable, really. Okay, and she's in ICU right now. Um, and let me read this because I think it's important we understand the dynamic of what he's going through and why we all love him. And um, Her name is uh, Beth. They went through her nose, drilled into her sinus cavity and her skull. Wow. <sighs> Remove the tumor. Listen to this. From behind the sinus cavity between her eyes. Then they reconstruct, but they drilled out, taking tissue from her leg and grafting it to her nose. And uh, she's in ICU right now. And Jen heard this and knew this and got up this morning and drove out to Oakmont to pick up the, the baked goods, which Patrick usually does every day. She gets it. I love her, as you do too, Larry. We all do. We just appreciate the day. And <sighs> I'm at the age also, as a good friend said to me, sleep used to be a given, and now it's a gift. Nice. So when we wake up at nice. 5.30 in the morning, might as well get dressed and go. So Here's everyone... what I love. She'll send me notes about what I have to do at <laughs> 5, what I have to do, not what I should do, which also I love her. She doesn't, she doesn't mess around, man. Have a good weekend, boys. Thank you. Jennifer, you do a wonderful job. And we we're, all love Patrick, we're, and we're thinking about you, brother. Yes, and we're fortunate yeah. to have you here. Oh, thank you. Feel the same way. Patrick, stay strong. Yeah, my man. Welcome to Super Bowl weekend. Super Bowl 58 Sunday night. The San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs, who are hoping to repeat this time in Las Vegas. Hey, man, what, what time is the game? Stadium, what six, time they... 6.30. Okay, that's cool. And then and we can kind of watch it, right? We'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. Ushers the halftime show with some promised musical surprises. Of course, a lot of people also enjoy watching the commercials. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Well, one of our colleagues announced his retirement Monday from 93.7 The Fan, our brother station. Now, that station has been a sports station for 14 years. And he was the only original member who was still in the same Time slot over the years is Ron Cook, who was a great writer in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And it was fun because he's had, what, a dozen Hall of Famers check in to congratulate wow. him and wish him well. And, you know, we're talking about Joe Green, wow. Steve Blass. Wow. Uh, we got a long list, and and it started with, uh, I'm, th I'm thinking, D Derek Shelton called oh. in, a Pirates manager. You had... Kevin Colbert, wish him well, former Steelers GM, on and on and on. Nice. But the one guy, because Ron is from Beaver Falls, right? Yep. So they were hoping to get Joe Namath. And it didn't look like it was going to happen because of some travel issues. But at the last minute, the magic happened. Right after they just got done talking to Joe Green, Joe called in. Hey, Ron, it's Beaver Valley, Ron and Joe, Beaver Falls. <laughs> yes, sir, Joe. I'm a Beaver Falls boy and proud of it, just yeah. like you. <laughs> well, thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate you calling, man. We were just talking about how it's always a thrill to talk to you. Well, uh, I wish more people felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joe. All right. Well, thank you, guys. I'll be looking for looking to hear from you, Ron. All right. I have your number. I will call you, man. Thanks, Joe. Okay. You bet. Hello, WPA. <laughs>
Joe, how about I can't that? even imagine. Joe Green and him in the last 15 minutes. Three Joes. We got to go. We got a show coming up. Thank you. Ron, you're a good man, and I'm glad that we spent this time together. And we'll see each other again in Fort Myers. See I'll you, be man. on the golf course. You'll be drinking first, in the car. First time in a while, I, I, won't, I won't be saying, see you tomorrow at 10. That's huh? exactly right. Stay well, my friend. I love you. Love you too, man. And probably driving now and moving Fort Myers to be near his daughter after a long career as a writer, Post-Gazette, and again, 14 years on the fan. Ron Said he wrote 7,000 columns. 7,000. 7,000. Yep, 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 yep. And I don't know. That's that's a lost art. It really is. The newspaper business, right? Think about how that's changed since he started. How many newspapers across this country are going under every every week? 2.5. Yeah. So it's a game changer. It is. So good luck to Ron Cook. Sounds like he'll enjoy it. But I, I get a feeling, you know, after I don't know how long it'll take before he's going to get the itch. Go to some games. He got invited to the Pirates' first spring training game. It happens to be in Fort Myers, and Derek Shelton, the manager, invited him. So we'll see. But it was fun to hear all those uh, Hall of Famers in particular call in. What are you working on over there? I'm uh, texting with a cop about the uh, city's not going to answer these burglary calls anymore. That's kind of the theory. That the cops won't have time to answer burglary calls at houses. And it's very disconcerting. That's being floated as, as this new uh, plan put in place on how many cops will be out in the street. And I get that. But again, I'm, I'm texting with one of my longtime friends who's a, a amazing cop. 99%, this is a fact, and it's somewhat higher. 99% of all burglary calls are false alarms. 99? Oh, yeah. And cops hate them. Hate them. And again, um, as my boy says, you wouldn't want your wife to be one of the 1% in the middle of the night, no one responding. I get that. I do. But it's one in a million for that to happen. And if you're trying to spread resources, which they are, and if you're woefully short, which they are, and if no one wants to be a cop, which is true, what are you going to do? Focus on crime or focus on responding to every burglary call? when more than 99% are false alarms. What do you say, Larry? I'm just... I, I would think, you know, when you weigh what calls, I mean, in priority list. Plus, brother, if they're missing 99% of the burglary calls from alarms, what they don't miss is if my wife or your wife calls 911 and says, there's a man in my house and he's going to hurt us. They're on their way. Just saying. Just saying, bro. The details of w what this new plan is. Right. Um, what they're doing is, um, and a lot of the cops are angry about this, they got a third of the police force working overnights, and it's about 7% of the calls, quite frankly. And the chief's saying, whoa, stop the madness. Let's move everybody around. And everybody's hacked off about that. Generally, people don't like change. Right. Period. None of us. 
But again, I see both sides because my closest friends are cops, as you know, and I get it. But I also see the numbers. What they don't want to acknowledge, the cops, is that they've done an amazing job solving homicides. Insane job. Highest in the country. And the crime in Pittsburgh is down by a large number. The cops don't want to acknowledge that because they want to say we need a lot more officers and you can't change our shifts. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's fascinating. A lot of us thinking about the weekend, obviously, and it's Super Bowl weekend. If you love football, it's a lot of fun. Sunday on CBS, KDK TV locally, 630 is kickoff, 49ers and the Chiefs. And uh, we will have the aftermath on whatever happens. It's always something Monday morning. Meanwhile, coming up right after the news at the top of this hour, arguably the biggest story in the country yesterday had to do with a report a special counsel report on President Biden's, the accusation he mishandled documents. And at the end of that, he was cleared of criminal charges, but it brought into question his mental state. Well, they kind of implied or kind of said that the reason why he wasn't charged is because he's an old man and has poor memory, pretty much. Which, by the way, is the elephant in the room. And now it's on paper. And uh, it's kind of extreme. And now, a Republican United States Congressman Guy Reschenthaler is saying that there should be an immediate change. Yeah, we're going to hear from him live. And Lindsey Graham says, let the voters decide. It's fascinating, actually. And with the details from CBS. At first glance, you'd think the White House would be happy about this report. It found no criminal charges are warranted over the mishandling of classified documents. But it also describes the president as someone with a poor memory, especially when it comes to remembering dates. Now President Biden is firing back. After a year-long investigation, special counsel Robert Hur decided not to bring charges against President Biden over his handling of classified materials, which were found at his Delaware home and at his former D.C. office. But in his scathing 345-page report, Hur wrote that the president's actions posed, quote, serious risks to national security. He also added that if charged, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to the jury as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. The matter is now closed. Biden fired back from the White House last night. My memory is fine. The special counsel claimed that during the president's five-hour interview, he, quote, did not remember when he was vice president or when his son, Bo, died. How in the hell dare he raise that? I don't need anyone remind me when he passed away. Former President Trump, who faces federal charges regarding his own handling of classified documents, slammed the decision not to charge Biden as, quote, a two-tiered system of justice and selective prosecution. Yesterday, President Biden also took questions on the Israel-Hamas conflict. The response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been, um, over the top. At one point, he referred to the leader of Egypt as the president of Mexico while leveling sharp criticism at Israel. As to why former President Trump is facing charges in his classified documents case, the new report appears to address that, pointing out that while President Biden cooperated with the investigation and returned the documents when asked, former President Trump refused. So we'll get the uh, reaction from Guy Rischenthaler coming up. Look up. Let's be honest here. I don't like Trump. How could I? However, comma, 
It's a valid argument, Larry. It just is. Why is he being charged? I'm, let's be serious, because Trump is having the same kind of gaffes. I have a whole list. I mean, he thought uh, Nikki Haley was Nancy Pelosi several times, by the way. He thought that we only had two world wars. He did. And that we, and all I'm suggesting is he mislabeled what World War II was. He said we could go into World War II here. We've already had two world wars. But so why is he charged and Biden isn't? Couldn't Donald say, yeah, I got memory problems? Because he does. And well, as they pointed out, the issue that they're making a difference with, right or wrong, they're saying, when they asked Biden's people for right. the documents, they got him immediately. And when they asked Trump for him, he didn't give them up. Okay, so I rob a bank and I give back the money. So I don't go to jail for a robbery. And you rob a bank and keep the money. So you go to jail. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, I'm sorry. It's fascinating to me. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.